find people who look like you, who come from the same situation as you, who have made it. Because if somebody else has made it, you can make it too. Hi, this is Thomas Hossin, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast, where we share stories, tips, the specific strategies on how you as a teenage kid can overcome any struggles in your life, whether it's mental health challenges, challenges at home, at school, in your relationship. I've interviewed over 40 people from six different countries on how they overcame their struggles in their life and how you can too. If you haven't done so already, please click on the link in the description where you can download my free ebook. It's called The 52 Tips I Wish I Knew When I Was in High School. Honestly, these tips are life-changing. I talk about, I give tips on finances, career, relationships, mental health. And if you just implement just one tip a month, it can change the situation you are in when you're in high school. If you know someone that's in the funk, whether it's a classmate, a friend, a family member, tell them about the Teenage Impact Podcast because it's the best podcast out there for any teen to listen to if they're going through some type of struggle. Today's podcast guest is someone who I've been following for many years since I got into my personal development journey. He has over 2 million subscribers on YouTube. He's well known for trying to solve the world's biggest problem. And that's people don't believe in themselves. People might find him as this confident individual, but he's actually an introvert and he gets shy when going to networking events. He's the author of four books and he's an inspiration to many people around the world. Give it up for Evan Carmichael as we're going to talk about how you can believe in yourself while times get tough. Thank you so much, Evan, uh, for being on here. You know, we've been on and off for a couple months, but you're finally here. Cool, man. Glad to be here. Thank you for the patience and the love. (laughs) Big fan of yours for many years, been following you on YouTube. Uh, I know you have right now over a couple million uh, subscribers on YouTube and you've created and sold a biotech company. Obviously, you're inspiring many people from around the world. You're having your world tours. But I want to know about Evan as a teenager and a couple of your top struggles. So the hardest day of my life when I was uh, 19, so end of, end of teenagers. We can go further down lower if you want. But um, I had to decide between taking the dream job that I thought I wanted making a hundred K a year traveling around the world or being an entrepreneur and making 300 bucks a month and owning 30% of a company. And it was the hardest decision in my life because everybody I knew was taking the jobs. Nobody was starting their own business. It's changed a little bit. I'm 39 now. So it's, you know, 20 years later. Um, But I decided, you know what? I'd rather no one fail than not know that, in a year, I could always go and get another job. It may not be the same job, may not be as much money, but I could always get another job. This opportunity in front of me, I may never get again. So I have to at least try, I have to go for it. And that even if I fail, at least I knew because I didn't want to be 30, 40, 50, 80 years old and say, oh, what if I just, you know, back when I was 19, what if I just tried that thing? And so ever since then, I've tried to, look at that as, Hey, if I'm going to regret not doing this, then I'm going to have to take, I have to take action on it. And mm-hmm. I think especially for teenagers, there's so many ideas, there's so much potential. There's so many things you could do. Thinking about it alone isn't enough. You have to start. 
you got to try and, it, and expect to fail. Like the first time you do anything is not going to be great. My first YouTube video wasn't great. You know, your first interview wasn't great. It's okay. Like the first time you ski, you fall down. You're supposed to fall down. Absolutely. You're not going to be great at it the first time. Uh-huh. But through practice and dedication, if you love doing it, you can become world-class at something. And so it was a early lesson for me um, at 19, but hopefully your audience can learn it a lot sooner now. Great. Uh, you pursued your dream and kind of like similar to Jeff Bezos, he said, you know, I don't want to be on my deathbed wondering what if. And you preach a lot about hashtag belief, correct? Mm-hmm. You know, how can someone believe when they feel like everything in their life is, you know, going against them, not for them? So two things. One, you find people who look like you, who come from the same situation as you, who have made it. Because if somebody else has made it, you can make it too. Mm -hmm. It's not impossible. And then surround yourself with those people. So it's what I did with my YouTube channel, where every day I'm surrounded by Steve Jobs and Oprah Winfrey and Bill Gates and Elon Musk and Kanye West and all these people every day. And slowly what happens is they start to pull you to start thinking like them, to start believing like them. And so whoever your heroes are, be around them as much as possible, right? You know, Steve Jobs, I'm not going to be able to be around you know he's passed i can't do an internship with him i'm never gonna meet him mm-hmm. but i can still learn from him and the way that he thought and the way that he ran his business and the way that he believed in himself and his big ideas and if you did that every day if you are around people you may not know them they may not be people in your school or in your friends but if you're around people even just visual or virtually who are playing a bigger game and you do that every day they will pull you to believe more in yourself and to start wanting to play a bigger game for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of the hardest things. So chances are the people listening to your show here, they're the most ambitious person that they know. Of your friends, of your family, like you are the most ambitious person. You have the biggest dreams and you get called crazy for that. Absolutely. Go do the safe thing. Go get a job like everybody else. And so how do you have the confidence and belief to keep going when everybody around you tells you to do something else. It's knowing that other people have done it and if they can, you can too. And so just as loud are those voices of maybe your parents or your friends or your community, you need equally loud voices on the other side or more from people like Steve Jobs and Kanye West and Oprah Winfrey and whoever your heroes are. So that's step one is you need to create a system where every day you're being surrounded by your heroes. And then step two is you have to start acting. You have to start doing. You have to start trying things. You have to teach yourself that the ideas you have are genius and they have to come to life because consuming alone isn't enough. Most people, when they come home, they'll just consume, you know, Netflix or a video game or something. Uh, So at least you're consuming educational content. If you listen to this show, you're you're investing in yourself. You're consuming educational content. Great. But that alone isn't enough. You have to move from consumption to creation. You have to make, right? The two of us right now, we're making. The people listening, you're still just listening, consuming. You got to take the energy from this and then go make something of your own. Mm-hmm. There's nothing happens until you make. And so those two things, making sure that what you're consuming is positive, is, is 
giving you energy, is teaching you things, and then shifting into creation mode. Okay, shifting to creation mode. And you talk in, in your videos that you're actually an introvert, right? Yeah. You, so how did you get over that fear of posting your first video when you're an introvert? Um, I teach myself that I do scary things. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, fear is not a good enough reason. And it kind of just stops there, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as I figure out, so often what we'll do is we'll find really logical reasons why we can't do something. I can't post a video because I don't have the camera gear and I don't know what to talk about and I don't know how YouTube works. And, but really it's just fear. And if you can understand that it's fear, most of the time you won't catch it. Mm -hmm. You'll find a really smart reason why you can't do it. Not a, you wouldn't believe a stupid reason. You'll find a really smart reason because you're a really smart person. But it's really just fear. And so when you can catch it, now this becomes a game of life. This is the most important skill I think you can teach yourself is when you come up against something that you're afraid of, what do you do? Do you do the thing or do you run away from it? Because mm -hmm. if you run away from it, you're teaching yourself, I suck. That every time you're afraid, you play small. I'm afraid, I play small. I'm afraid, I play small. All of your dreams are on the other side of being afraid. And so you're, you're, you're building the habit, the pattern inside your own head that you're not capable of doing anything big because every time you get scared, you play small. Or instead you say, I'm going to go off and do it and expect to suck doing it. I posted my first video. You can go back and watch it uh, April, 2009. So wow, that's 11 years ago, 11 years ago. Yeah. Almost 11 years ago. Um, go back and watch it. It's still there. I didn't delete it. So you can watch the whole history of it. Kind of and reminds me of when I first posted my first video, great content, horrible video. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, and, but you're supposed to suck at the beginning. Yeah. And so, so expect to suck at the beginning. And if you're ever worried about doing something and the reason why you're not doing it is somebody else's potential opinion of you, then you have to go off and do it. Because if you only live by other people's opinions, you'll never do anything great. The people judging you, are they living the life that they want or that you want? No. So why are you playing small based off of their opinions? Um, and so as soon as you can catch it. So for me, even the thought of I'm going to put this video up and people might judge me and I might suck. If I'm worried at all about that, then I have to go off and do it just because. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm an introvert. I still, I still battle it every day. Um, I still get nervous when I'm making videos for my channel. This is 11 years later, 6,000 videos later on video day for me. Um, I'll still procrastinate a little bit. I'll have like five to 10 minutes of, <laughs> Oh, I know, I know I can drink some water and just procrastinate. But really it's because I want my videos to be the best I've ever done. And so I'm, I'm afraid of disappointing people. I don't want people to watch my videos and feel like it was a waste of their time. Um, and so I put that, I put that pressure on myself every day, but I'm on a mission. I'm trying to do something big. And the only way you're going to accomplish the big thing that you're after in life is to do the scary things that you're afraid of. You know, you brought up a good point about just posting your video, even though it may or may not be good because I, one of my interviews, one of my first interviews was King Na, a 13 year old motivational speaker at the time. He was nine years old. He was posting up content and his dad told, his dad was filming a video. It wasn't great quality. It was, he said, Oh, I don't know if I want to post this. He's like, dad, let's just post it. 
nine years old, he goes viral. That same video, which they thought it was a horrible video, went viral. But it was a great message. So I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. What was your inspiration behind starting the YouTube channel after you sold the company? So I think your purpose comes from your pain. I think whatever you struggled with the most in life is what you want to help other people through. And so as a teenage entrepreneur, I struggled with not believing in myself, mm -hmm. um, not having anybody to learn from or talk to. I made it harder on myself. I didn't tell my friends I was struggling. Uh, so I, I went uh, introvert, very internal, just trying to deal with it all myself. And I, I struggled a lot. Um, I'm also a visual learner. So I'd much rather see something than, than hear it or even read it. And so I thought, there's got to be so many entrepreneurs who are like me too. And I'm going to make some video content because I'm visual to try to speak to them. And so I started my YouTube channel. And, and at the time, 11 years ago, YouTube was not an educational platform. You didn't go to YouTube to learn. You went to YouTube to watch a meme video of a silly cat or something. And here I was posting, you know, 10 minute YouTube educational videos. Uh, Kind of so like TikTok. Yeah, like TikTok. Listen, even with what I'm doing, like I'm reading, I just came off another interview and he's like, I loved your TikTok because you're reading your book and you're teaching. I'm, I'm kind of sick of just watching people dance on TikTok and I love that I can learn something. Um, I'm definitely in the minority. There aren't a lot of people sitting there reading a book <laughs> on TikTok. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's speaking to a whole different demographic. I was super early on YouTube with educational content and, and I want to be on TikTok sharing the message too. Um, it took me five years though to get to, took me five years to get to 7,000 subscribers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now I wasn't doing it full time. Uh, and YouTube wasn't the same animal that it is now. It's much easier to grow now because there's more people looking for educational content now. Mm -hmm. But it took me five years to get to uh, 7,000 subscribers and then six years to get to two point whatever million. Mm-hmm. You also have a book out called Your One Word, and that's finding your personal model in one word. How can someone find their personal model at an early age if they uh, don't want to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, it has nothing to do with being an entrepreneur. Yeah. This is a human thing. So do you have a sense of what yours is? Absolutely. And personal model in one word, I, I, I have it in two words. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got in two words? build confidence. Great. So even, even within that, even if you have it as two words, it's uh -huh. a lot more clarity than most of the world has. Uh -huh. So the way to find it is you think about who your favorite teachers are. Who's your favorite teacher? Uh, and you, you know, students watching, you probably had lots of teachers, but there's one or two that really stand out. Why? It's not because they taught you grade seven math. For you, it's probably because they taught you how to be more confident. Um, look at the music that you love. Look at the music that you love listening to. Look at the movies that you love watching. Chances are there's a theme of building confidence inside the entertainment that you love to consume. Mm -hmm. If it was just other people tearing each other down and saying how much they suck, diss tracks and all that, it wouldn't be your favorite songs because it's just tearing people down instead of building people up. So you start to look at what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite song? What's, what did you love about your teacher? And then you write down just a couple of words as to why. And then you'll see that the things that you love all have something in common. 
For me, it's belief. For you, maybe it's confidence. For somebody else, it's something else. But it's an amazing tool to have because once you figure that out, helping people build confidence for you will never get old. You'll be 95 years old and still love helping people build confidence. If anything, you'll just love it even more because you'll be better at it and you'll know a lot more because you've had even more experience. It may not be a podcast. It may not be a video. Maybe it's you in hologram format beaming into people's you know, classrooms or something. But <laughs> the, the how is going to change a lot over the next you know, 90 years. But the who is what I call your one word. Who you are is not going to change. You're going to love building people's confidence for the rest of your life. And I think that's a, it's a gift for you to know that. And it's a gift for everybody to know what they stand for so that they can start living their life on purpose as well. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of a, a little bit like John Maxwell on how he, I, I think in his late 20s, he wanted to be a thought leader expert in leadership, just leadership, that's it. He's written over 100 books on leadership, teaches people from all around the world, just on leadership. So just find your one word, whatever that is to you, and just read as many books as possible, listen to as many mentors as possible and just serve just based off of that one word. So I, I think that's great advice. Yeah. And you can find it in your least happy moments too, the opposite. Uh -huh. So if you look at your own life, like when you, the worst moments in your life are tied to you not feeling confident, mm -hmm. whatever happened, because at the end of the day, you didn't feel confident in yourself. And so you want to be around people who build you up, who make you feel confident. You can put a lens on that. Like if you're looking at who you're going to marry, you want somebody who helps you mm -hmm. feel more confident, mm -hmm. not somebody who makes you feel less confident. Mm -hmm. Right? And for me, it's believe. And for somebody else, it's something else. But understanding what that is gives you a roadmap to start to live your life. Any big decision you have to make, you run through the lens of confidence. Is this going to help me and other people feel more confident? Yes, I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to do something else. Mm -hmm. I know you were going on world tours, well, just in the, in the United States and in Canada. What are some of your goals, would you say, in the next five to 10 years with your channel, with your business? So I don't really think that way. Okay. I think mission of what I'm trying to do for life. Okay. I want to solve the world's biggest problem, which I think is people don't believe in themselves enough. Okay. I think it's the world's biggest problem. I think if everybody believed that they had... Michael Jordan level talent at something and then chase it down, we would solve every other problem in the world. Um, I don't think if you're growing, you can accurately predict where you're going to be in five to 10 years. So if you think about who you were 10 years ago, mm -hmm. you wouldn't predict that you'd be sitting right here with this channel and <laughs> this show, not. right? And so what makes you think that you're going to know where you can be in 10 years? Uh-huh. You can have a plan. I, think, I just think it's small compared to what you're capable of. Because if you're growing every month, every week, every day, what you think you're capable of grows as well. So the danger of having a 10-year goal is you could hit it. It's just way small compared to what you're capable of. Uh -huh. 10 years ago, I would have said, I don't want to have a book. Uh, and now I have four. 10 years ago, I would have said, Oh, this YouTube thing. I don't know. I'm a year in on it. I got a couple of videos. I don't know. And am with 300 million views, right? So it's not having no plan. The plan is the mission. 
the plan is I want to solve the world's biggest problem. And I want to wake up every day trying to do it, even though I know I'm never going to do it. And then whatever is the best path for me to choose, maybe in four years, I have to stop doing YouTube and get all into virtual reality. Cause that's mm-hmm. the thing. But if I set my goal to be YouTube 10 million, then I could stay on that path, even though it doesn't serve my ultimate ambition. Mm-hmm. Great point. And you're on this mission, you know, you look so far ahead. You said, I want to solve the world's biggest problem. There's times where you might feel unmotivated. How do you get yourself out of that rut? So I use a big, I think called big why, little why. Big why is the big mission of, I want to solve the world's biggest problem, right? It, it should be motivating. It should be inspiring for you. Um, and you could say, Hey, the world's biggest problem isn't lack of belief. It's lack of confidence. I want to solve the world's biggest problem, right? But sometimes the big why is too big. So the little why is just knowing that you helped one person. Knowing that if I'm making a video or you're making this video, maybe you're not having the impact you want yet. Maybe it's not being downloaded a hundred million times, but one person listened to it. If one person emails you and says, Hey man, thank you for that episode. It means a lot to me. That's enough to keep you going to say, I'm not where I want to be yet, but the work that I do matters. If you felt every day that the work that you did matters, had an impact, even on a small scale, it can be enough fuel for you to go another day, to go another day, to go another day. So big why, little why. Mm-hmm. One last question. What is one last tip you can give to a struggling 15, 16, 17 year old who might be brought up in a rough neighborhood, a rough household, just a rough life? And they just want to, they just want to get out of it. Model success. Mm-hmm. So stop blaming your circumstances because it's not going to change anything. If, if you just look at your circumstances and say, look at the crappy life I have, you're going to end up like all the people who you don't want to end up like. Other people have gotten out. You can get out too. And they've gotten out at a time that was harder it's, it's easier to get out now than it was 10 years ago. The, 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 the idea that you can make money from a phone is ridiculous to your parents. They didn't have that opportunity. So model successful people who've come from where you're at and they made it out and surround yourself with, with their content, their ideas every day so that you believe that, that you have the possibility to do it too. Because if you believe you can, you're much more likely to do it. If you mm-hmm. just sit and complain about this rough life that you have, you're never going to make it. You're going to end up being exactly like all the people you don't want to be like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Take charge. And that's what it's all about. And Evan, where can people find you and your new book, Built to Serve? Uh, the book you just get on Amazon. Easy enough. Okay. Uh, for me, wherever you are on social media, I'm probably there. Just type in Evan Carmichael and you'll find me. Awesome. Uh, pleasure having you on the Teenage Impact Podcast. Uh, probably discovered you, I don't know, like three, four years ago um, when I'm on my personal development journey. So honestly, thank you for everything that you've doing. You've made an impact on my life. And it's just crazy to see how now I'm interviewing you. Appreciate (laughs) it, man. And I'm pumped to see you continue to grow. (laughs) All right, man. Take care. Thanks for the love. As soon as I got into the podcast call with Evan, he radiates a certain energy that he, he genuinely wants to see you succeed. I'm honestly so grateful to interview someone I've been looking up to for the past several years after I got into my personal development 
journey and Evan wants to solve the biggest problem. He wants to make sure that you believe in yourself. And that's exactly what this podcast interview is about. The biggest takeaway I want you to get out of this entire interview, wherever you are in life, whether you are at the lowest point, whether you are building momentum, the best thing you can do is to not only believe in yourself, but to put one foot forward in front of the other is to surround yourself with people you want to be like, whether it's in person or whether it's through online. When Evan started his YouTube channel, he was an introvert. He lacked confidence. And yeah, he sold this biotech company um, for some money, but he wanted to make an impact in people's lives. And that required him to network and to be in front of a video camera. At first, it was uncomfortable for him. In fact, he still gets nervous in front of a video camera, but he still does it. Put one foot in, in front of the other and keep posting videos or keep building a team or keep interviewing, whatever you want to do in life. Take action. Confidence doesn't just come overnight. Confidence comes after years and years of hard work and working hard. And over time, confidence starts to build after you start reaching for success. And you're at your lowest point, it doesn't matter because you cannot blame your circumstances on you not succeeding. Go ahead, take action, believe, and reach for the stars. Evan did it, so can you. If, if you're not following me on Instagram yet, go ahead, go on your Instagram right now, type in the handle name at uh, Shlomo Solson. It's in the description. I've had a lot of teenagers message me lately on asking me for advice on how they can increase their self-esteem and how to be less insecure and how to overcome certain challenges in their life. I provide exclusive content in my stories. So go ahead, follow me at Shlomo Salson on Instagram. And until next time, peace.